you can get praise louder than that. Wow. How many appreciate Sister Carpenter tonight? Hallelujah. Anointed of the Holy Spirit. I love the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Oh, man, I, I just kind of want to shout a little bit around here. Wow, give the Lord praise. He's worthy. Hallelujah. Let's, let's not ignore the presence of God here tonight. Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Woo! Hallelujah. Boy, when you feel the presence of God like that, you don't know what to do sometimes. Just sit back and enjoy it. Thank you, Sister Carpenter. Oh, hallelujah. Bless her. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, we holy reverence you, Lord. We lift our hands in appreciation of the presence of God tonight. Lord, we don't ever want to take your presence for granted. We're so thankful that you have visited with us here tonight. We are, our hearts are full of gratitude and praise just to be able to say that God's in the house, that you're here with us and among us, touching us and blessing us already, that it's you that has come down and looked upon us, Father, and that we are mindful of you, that you are paying attention to the very needs of our lives, and we're so thankful. We're so thankful. We praise you, Lord. We give you glory, and we give you honor, and we give you praise. Bless your holy name, God. Bless your holy name. Hallelujah. Remember tonight, uh, the tithe, if you want to pay your tithe or offering, or if you got a pledge that you, to some type of a ministry thing, to make sure you can put it in the boxes on your way out. We thank you for your faithfulness. You're such a wonderful church. You've always been a giving church. And we always thought that when COVID hit, we quit passing the buckets, that the offerings would go down because the buckets were not being passed. The offerings has went up. And we thank the Lord for that. But we just thank you for your faithfulness. At this time, would you welcome, he's not a stranger to any of us, one of the great colleagues of the ministry, a personal friend of mine, Mike Burton. Would you welcome him tonight? Love you too. Thank you. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Isn't God good? All the time, man, he's good. Glad to be in the house of the Lord this evening, again on this Wednesday afternoon and just allow the presence of God to have his way today and and we're glad that you took time out of your busy schedules to be with us in the house of the Lord and uh, man there's just something about the name of Jesus huh I speak Jesus man there there's power when we uh, when we speak Jesus and when we just trust the Lord to just move mountains and do what he needs to do and uh, he's a God that's always consuming, ready to do anything that his church asks him, for the most part, as long as it's in his will. But uh, if you got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 18. I want to hold you just a few minutes. I'm uh, glad that uh, we're able to speak just a little bit on prayer. And, and uh, Brother Randy's been after me about... Uh, when we speak, to just speak about 15 minutes and uh, uh, then pray for about 30 minutes, but sometimes we do the opposite, don't we? And so I'm going to try to be mindful of that tonight uh, because sometimes, you know, you just get that preacher's itch. You get in it, you just don't want to let it go. 
you know, and uh, you just want to keep going on. But, uh, but how many knows that prayer is important tonight? Prayer is really what moves God. Prayer is really what's going to change things in our life. I think we've heard sermons uh, out the galore. But one thing I think is needful in the church body tonight, and that is prayer. That it moves mountains. It brings miracles. It brings deliverance. And uh, we know God could do all those things, and he does do those things. But a lot of times, he, do, he does those things through us. He decides that he wants to use his people. And so when his people is prayed up and fed up and read up, he can move on our behalf. And he can move in situations that's beyond our imagination tonight, you know. And so uh, I want to talk just a few minutes about the place of prayer. In the very beginning of time, in Genesis 4 and 26, it talked about that was one of the first starts that men started praying and started seeking after God. And it's never changed up to the point that we're living in today. It's a, it's a vital, important part of, of, of being with God. And you know how it was in Genesis that uh, Adam spoke to God in the cool of the day that Jesus would come down and talk with him. They would sup one with another. God just wanted to have fellowship with him. And God wanted to have fellowship with mankind, and they would do that until things happened that cost that out. But God's always wanted to speak to us and us speak to him. He created us in his image tonight. He created us for a purpose tonight. He created us that we might be a part of his family tonight. And church, I believe that the church lacks a lot of things uh, that we, we fail God in and I think one of the biggest things we do, we fail God in prayer. Because I guarantee you, God moves on behalf of a sincere prayer. And I think sometimes that we, we get wrapped up in society, we get wrapped up in our world, we get wrapped up in our job, we get wrapped up in taking the children here and there and school and practice and stuff. And uh, we find ourselves sometimes uh, uh, doing all these other things and we forget the prayer. Prayer costs us something. You know, the Bible said salvation is free, but it costs us something to pray. It's not easy always to pray. I don't know about you, but I'd like to do a lot of other things besides pray, and normally I do. But when I get into prayer, things change in my life. Many have chosen to pray when it's convenient, when it's for their behalf or when they need something from God, when they're under a, a great stress or a great trial, we, we find ourselves, oh man, we get into a model of, oh Jesus, we need you to move on our behalf. Jesus, we need you to intervene, God. And that's, that's fine and perfectly fine and, and we should do those things. But, uh, but, but we ought to be prayed up before it ever happens just to know that God can move. Let me, uh, I, I want to, do whatever I can to get God's attention. I want to do whatever I can to get God to, uh, for me to find favor with God and to sup with him and he sups with me. I, I want to be uh, uh, somebody that knows how to get a hold of the horns of the altar and knows how to pray. Because see, you need me if I can do those things. 
I need you if you could do those things. We need prayer. We need God to intervene on our behalf tonight. And we need somebody. I can tell you, I can count out some people in the church that I just desire their prayers because I know that they know how to pray. And if you know that know somebody knows how to pray, how many knows that grandma used to know how to pray? Man, I'm telling you, we got in trouble. We look for old grandma to come through for us. When we, when we need something, Grandma, I, I need you to pray tonight. And Grandma always knew how to pray. In verse eight, chapter 18, verse 1, it says, Then he spoke a parable unto them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Before we begin to talk about a place of prayer, I want to just talk to you just about the needs to understand the importance of prayer, knowing what prayer is and what helps us to see that uh, uh, prayer will move things. See, prayer is an invitation to God, not coaxing him, not just trying to make him do something, but simply inviting God to take over. It is admitting our weakness and our power that we need somebody else. Remember the story about uh, Jairus' daughter? Uh, uh, how the man just went to Jesus and uh, he realized that he didn't have the ability to do any more with his daughter. He went as far as he could go with her. He's done all that he could do with her. It was out of his hands today. But in desperate plea, he went to Jesus and we know what happened that through his weakness and admitting that he can't do it, he don't got the power to raise her up. But he knew the one that did have the power. See, prayers also work. True prayer is not for lazy people. You see, true prayer may require us to get up early and to stay up late. Prayer never really is finished until it has grown feet. Sometimes prayer at two or three in the morning is a powerful prayer, but a lot of times it's hard for us to do that because of the flesh. And sometimes the flesh wants us to stop and wait, hey, we'll do it in the morning. I mean, he's laid in bed at night and said, man, I ought to get up and pray about this situation. I ought to pray about this. I, I, God's kind of got it on my heart. And, and we sat there and fumble around in bed and just kind of like uh, meditate just for a few minutes. And we got good intentions, but all of a sudden we'll find ourselves went to sleep. See, prayer is battle. Satan does not fear nor withstand a prayerlessness, but he will bitterly oppose our effective prayers. See, prayer is a battle. We're, we're in a, uh, you ever heard that song that says, it's a battlefield, brother, not a recreation room. It's a fight and not a game. We're in a real fight of our lives tonight. And prayer is really important. That's how important it is because it's a battle tonight. It's good versus evil. The Bible said we flesh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual weaknesses and, and high places. Uh, we don't fight one another. We don't fight this thing right here in front of us, but we're fighting spiritual battle. You're either fighting for the life of your child. You're fighting for the life of you. You're fighting for the life of your family. It's a real battle tonight. When we battle in the spirit realm in prayer, it's a battle. There's power in prayer, though, tonight, church. 
That's the key to it all is, is when we get to a place in our lives where we're, 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 we're finding that there's needs that be, need to be met and our back is to the wall and, and we know that there's an enemy raging that's trying to hinder our prayers and trying to stop our prayers. And let me tell you, they're trying to stop them right now. There's spirits in this world like never before. The enemy is out like never before trying to stop the prayers of the good old saints of God. They're trying to withhold the prayers of God. And I'm telling you, it's now worse than ever before. You'll find yourself in a place trying to pray and seek God and it feels like you just hit the wall. But who was it in the Bible that began to pray and all of a sudden the angel Gabriel said, Gabriel, thou art highly favored in heaven, he said. He said, God heard your prayer the first day. And Michael the archangel stood against that devil, that spirit. Sometimes when you pray, there's a spirit that's trying to stop the prayers of the children of God. And Jesus said, come on. You just keep praying. That breakthrough's gonna come. I do believe that when I pray, he hears me the first day. But there's some battling that's going on. There's some fighting that's going on. There's some demonettes that you gotta get rid of. Ah, but God says if you'll pray through, you'll make it. See, I believe there's prayer, power in prayer. Ask Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Ask Moses and Daniel. Ask them about the power of prayer. Ask them what God could do. Prayer is the greatest power we have on earth tonight, church. It's the greatest power you ever have in your life tonight. There's no weapon formed against you that can prosper when you pray. I said there's no weapon formed against you when you pray. There's power in prayer. God can move mountain after mountain after mountain because there's power in prayer. It's not my ability, but it's the lifeline that I have with Jesus that makes it possible. I had a buddy one time when I lived in St. Louis. We lived next door to each other, and you know, they're wall-to-wall doors, and I don't think you all probably ever did this, but as a kid, we used to have tin cans. I'd put a string through that tin can of mine, and he'd put one through his. It'd be in his bedroom window and be my bedroom window. We had a lifeline with each other. Has anybody ever had that tin can experience? Hey Amen. If you're old enough, you know what I'm talking about. We had, a, uh, we had a connection tonight. I want you to know God's looking for the church to have a direct connection to him tonight. He said, church, there's no, uh, there's no reason, rhyme, or anything that you can't have a correct, uh, right direction from heaven to earth. And so I, I feel like that there's power in prayer tonight, church. Because he loves me. He wants to meet my needs. That's why we come on Wednesdays and we talk about prayer all the time. But prayer is a battle. Sometimes it's rough and hard and sometimes you just don't feel like it. Sometimes you got to get through a breakthrough. Sometimes you got to just go when you don't want to go. You got to push when you don't want to push. You just got to proceed on and trust God that God hears you. See, there's prayer and there's prayer and there's prayer that changes the atmosphere that you're in sometimes. When all hell has come against you, 
you begin to pray and get a hold of God, the atmosphere changes. My situation might still be the same, but I know the atmosphere's changed. And if the atmosphere changes, my surroundings and everything that I'm asking God for is going to change because there's power in the prayer of his saints. It's our Christian wardrobe to put on. Uh, it's, a, it's a place that the praying church will never grow cold or never be frozen. It's a place when we pray that we're a militant, we're a mighty army in God. One could chase a thousand, two could chase ten thousand. It's the power of the church when we unite and come together and watch God move. It's okay when I pray. And when I need him and I intercede, and it's okay when you pray, but when two of us are gathered in his name, the Bible said he's in the midst. And wherever two or three of you touch any one thing, the Bible said it shall be done. There's something powerful about corporate prayer in the body of Christ. It's something powerful that God can move upon a church. I'm glad that I don't go to a frozen church tonight. I'm glad I can go and feel the spirit of God. I'm glad that I go to a church that's got enough prayer that they know how to reach the throne room of heaven tonight. But not every church has that tonight, church. Don't take her for granted tonight. Not every church has that. I'm glad that when the gods, the sis got up and sung, that I could feel the presence of the Lord and feel the doodads begin to want to have their way. That's not because of something special. It's because that we know how to pray and get a hold of the horns of the altar and reach the throne room of heaven tonight. See, it's not easy because not every church is able to do that tonight. But it's a prayer tonight that we wrap ourselves, put on the whole armor of God, that we might be able to fight against the wiles of the devil. Uh, dodging all the darts of the wicked man and, and all the things that he would try to do to hinder us. See, don't let the enemy hinder your prayers tonight. Your prayers are important. We need the wardrobe of God on our lives. We need the armor upon us tonight. We're in a world war like we, they talk about World War III. Oh, Biden's talking about Armageddon. Uh, let me tell you, the church is in the greatest fight of its life tonight. We're fighting the greatest thing that's ever happened in our world tonight. We are that generation that could see the coming of the Lord. We are that generation that could step out on the clouds any moment when the trump of God shall sound. We are that, we are that church that the, that the Bible said that there'll be a great falling away. And we're in that church tonight that there's churches that's in America that's turning their back on God and going by a different direction. And if you and I don't pray, if you and I don't seek God and if you and I don't get a hold of him things can change the atmosphere in this place as well see there's something about prayer that changes everything men and women let down their guard and they think they can do things on their own we can't do nothing without God we can't do nothing without the communication with God in heaven there's an un, let me tell you something. How many has ever had a party line that they talked on? 
sister so-and-so and sister long time. You pick up the phone and you want to talk and they're just talking away. I remember my grandmother had a phone. I'd try to call my girlfriend on that old phone and I'd pick it up and old sister Susie and sister Betty would be on the phone. And I'd get so disgusted, I'd go, so they'd know I was trying to get a hold of somebody. I was just a kid, but I knew. After about an hour and a half, there would be nobody on there. But with Jesus, there's an unbroken line between heaven and earth, between us and the Father. When we pray, we are brought into the presence of God Almighty. When we pray, God himself grabs a hold of the other line. There's no communication that can go in and mess it up. There's nothing that can change it. There's nothing that can uh, cut the wires outside and say, whoops, you just lost your connection. I'm telling you, the Holy Ghost, when we pray, there's a direct communication straight to heaven tonight. God wants his church to pray. Men always to pray and not faint. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man. God wants his church to pray. This, this, this word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. It's our direction. It's our, it's our guidance tonight. Holy Spirit said, I'll lead you and I'll guide you into all truth through prayer. Prayer is a must. It's a priority. We must do it tonight. It's a priority in our lives. We have a lot of things as priority, but prayer is a must. Prayer is a must because it's a place that gets into the presence of God. Prayer must be constant, persistent, never backing down, never slowing down, but constantly praying. I thank God that we got to pray in church tonight. I thank God that we got people that can pray and knows how to pray. But don't lose that prayer tonight, church. Don't lose that, don't lose that urgency. Don't give up in the days that we're living in because things ain't going your way or things don't seem like they're good right now. Just keep praying. Because see, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that he lives tonight. And I know that he's up there tonight sitting by the right hand of God. I know he's up there making intercession for us. Despite the world and the wickedness that she lives in, she looks at Jesus says, I've got a people at the palace that knows how to pray. I got more to say, but I won't. I'll, I'll cut it there. But I want to tell you tonight, he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray, never lose heart. Always keep your eye upon the prize. What we're doing this for. See, I've learned Paul said in one area of, of the word of God that just always just touched me. He said, <clears throat> he said, I, I, have, I have a desire to leave this world and just go home. He said, I, I just, I have a desire to just leave and go on. I've, 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 I've done my part. I fought the fight. I fought a good fight, he says. He said, I want to go home. But then he turns around and says, but it's better for you that I stay here. That's a man that knows who he is in Jesus. Wouldn't it be nice if I knew that it's better for me to stay here for your sake? 
<clears throat> because I can help you get through some things in this world. That's what Paul was telling me. He said, man, it's better, better off if I stay here because I can help you keep on keeping on. And church, the world needs us tonight. The people in the world needs us tonight. Your wayward child, your wayward mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whatever, they need you tonight. I, I'm a product of a grandmother praying tonight. I truly am. I wish I'd have got to know my grandmother a lot more than I did, but I'm a product of her prayers tonight. She prayed for me constantly that the Lord would just save my soul. Her prayers was answered. Isn't it amazing tonight that without you, maybe somebody won't get a hold of this lifeline? It's important tonight. You're important tonight to the kingdom of heaven. This church needs you. This body needs you tonight. We, we are a fitly body joined together. We need one another tonight. We need one another tonight. So in closing, I just want you to stand up if you would. And uh, if you don't mind, just come back down tonight. You were so gracious last week. And, and I know you had to hear me two weeks in a row. But you're so gracious. And would you come down one more time? And I want us to just hold hands again and really realize the importance of prayer. If you need mountains moved in your life, can I tell you the first step tonight is prayer? Prayer.